0: Hey Graham, we're back. Isn't that crazy? We are? I can't believe it. I know. Everyone's going, what? This is kind of like a soft launch announcement that you and I are gonna be doing new episodes of Pumpkin Spice Podcast. If you didn't, if you couldn't tell, Graham, in your podcasting app on your phone, recently all of the episodes you and I did in like 2016 and 2017 reappeared from the dead. Wait a minute. Does that mean the holiday episodes as well? I'm glad you asked because no, they did not reappear. I kept those to myself until today, until this moment here. It is the holiday season 2022, and I figured why not re-release three holiday-themed episode, December-specific holiday-themed episodes that we recorded many years ago. In no particular order, Better Watch Out, a movie known as Christmas Evil, and Black Christmas. Now, two of those movies, our buddy Max, joined us on as a guest. It was a lot of fun. Hope you're doing well, Max, and still making great music. Uh, But Graham, what would you have to say about all three of these movies?
1: Well, sometimes uh, during Christmas, you open up packages and you don't know what anything is. And some are good and some are bad. But the episodes are all great. Maybe not all the movies are great. But don't miss uh, Christmas Evil. If you're a fan of Fiona Apple, her dad plays the serial killer Santa. So check that out.
0: Yeah, definitely. And this is just a present from you and I to the audience to say that in 2023, you will be getting new episodes starting with Prison. Rennie Harlan Masterpiece. All right, Graham, I've got to go sip on some cocoa, and I know you've got to do the same. Enjoy whichever film you're about to hear us talk about, because this is the same intro for all three of these holiday episodes.
1: Yes, uh, we could have done three, but we decided to do one because this one was so good.
0: This intro might be one of the best intros we've ever done, Graham.
1: Yes, so this is us at our absolute
0: best. I bet you can't wait for prison. Anyway, we'll see you next year with brand new episodes. Uh, Take it away, us. I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls. Respect your mothers and fathers and do what they tell you. Obey your teachers and learn a whole lot. Now, if you do this, I'll make sure you get good presents from me every year. (laughs)
2: But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad
0: boys and girls book. And I'll bring you something horrible. Aha! Pumpkin Spice Podcast. Back again, myself, Rob Schulte, Graham Young, max yoder with a new holiday spice treat for you all and what's that the spice must flow correct graham
1: yes that is correct the spice must flow as always a special shout out to trump fuck you max how
2: you doing i'm doing good fuck trump so guys i really
0: really enjoyed oh fuck trump yes um i really enjoyed uh this week's movie i liked it more than black christmas uh what did we watch uh, this week we watched Black. Or, this week we watched Black Christmas. Remember? No. This
1: week we watched uh, Christmas Evil uh, from 1980, directed by uh, Lewis Gordon. Is that right? No. Lewis Jackson. I'm sorry. Lewis Jackson is the director. So right off the bat, the film stars uh, Brandon Maggart and Max. Do you know who his real life daughter is?
2: Fiona Apple. Actually, I was hoping to get you guys because I looked him up on Wikipedia. I was like just curious about him, and then yeah, I thought that was the uh, the trivia kicker in that one.
0: Oh man, guys, I very much like. Have actively stayed away from looking up anything on these movies so before we were talking about this Graham told me that and my mind was blown yeah, I don't know why a weird but
2: one. it's just
1: a weird connection yeah Rob's reaction to that was pretty funny so sorry about that I'll keep my uh, trivia until we actually start the show
0: well I'll tell you this it was like this holy shit really okay so that's what it is Fiona apples his daughter criminal Um, I actually took a lot of notes during this one, guys. I was Um, that into, like, all of the things I was seeing.
2: Remember the most, then.
1: (laughs) If I had to describe the film, I would say it's sort of a film, like, if Travis Bickle um, put on a Santa Claus suit instead of driving a taxi. It's just this kind of weirdo character study about a psycho who really wants to be Santa Claus.
2: Yeah, it was... This was a fun movie to watch. I think it was a lot more creative than Black Christmas, you know. It was, uh, I, from moment to moment, wasn't exactly sure what this guy was going to do. And I felt like his motives were sometimes very erratic. Whereas, like, you could like compared it to Taxi Driver. I feel like, at least in that movie, you kind of know why he's upset. And and this one this one it's very it's it's a little bit more mysterious. It's uh, like uh, the things that he gets upset about too seem kind of all over the place.
1: Yeah, it's you don't know when he's going to blow up. Um, the scene outside the church is a perfect example. Yeah. Uh, in this scene, there's just some people leaving like a, a Christmas mass, and as they step out of the church, like. Someone's like, Ho ho, You're like dressed like Santa Claus, and he's like, "What
2: the fuck?" And he just like flips out <laughs> and like kills three people in cold blood. Yeah, and he, I mean, I guess he was going there to kill like uh, that junior executive and his boss or something. He was mad at them because they were at the mass, right? Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, but they weren't killed, right? No, they no, he, they were killed. He immediately he immediately got too angry at those uh basically <laughs> like church punks
0: them but. smart talking catholics
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so uh, smarmy
0: well okay let's
2: let's back up for a sec though guys let's
0: back up a second yeah. uh, as a child this main character harry and his brother see santa giving gifts or leaving gifts under the tree Uh, And then they go back upstairs, but our main character sneaks back down and sees Santa Claus getting a little frisky with his mom, which then traumatizes him into creating naughty and nice lists as an adult while he works as a manager of a toy factory. He then puts on a suit and decides he's going to give nice children gifts. But kind of the uh, adults of the town gang up and take out this Frankenstein-esque sort of uh, (laughs) torch-bearing, they all, apparently the parents are against him, the kids are with him, and it ends, uh, well, we'll let you see the movie, but all of these things, if he's trying to create the Santa Claus myth through his own life.
1: Yeah, and like like, when you said that the children save him at the end, it's throughout the film it's not like he had like someone was trying to to kill him so he killed them like in a self-defense thing he just like full out like murders people and then at the end of the movie these kids are like oh it's santa claus and the kids save him and it's so fucking bizarre and weird and you're just like nodding your head like cool i'm cool with this like i guess this works
0: well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I found it really hilarious the long scene of his dad dressed as Santa Claus, obviously putting the moves on his mom. But it's yes. it's it's him just like kneeling in front of her and rubbing her legs,
2: and that's what
0: traumatizes. It seems like they were him like
2: trying girl. to do like basically an oral sex scene, but it's a very, it's a very odd scene, you know. <laughs>
1: It's well, not very it just, sexy.
2: No, and it goes on for a
1: little too long. Didn't he think that that guy was not his father and that's what made him See, I only had an impression cuz like he was like in oh. the bedroom with his brother and he's like that's not dad, that's someone else. So was it the so was it the fact that someone else was doing that to his mom and not his dad that fucked him up?
2: Well, I thought I thought he was saying it was not That's not dad, like, that's actually Santa Claus.
0: Yeah.
1: I think the fact that his mom, besides his dad, like, fucked him up or something.
0: No, I think it's realizing that the parents had lied to them about Santa Claus, and this joy that Santa Claus brought him is now giving him some sexual traumatic thoughts, because it's actually his dad.
2: Yeah, but does, I mean, we never really find out if he still thought that was Santa Claus but just thought it was Santa Claus uh, going down on his mom or or it's <laughs> uh, true or if he figured it out and made the connection that it was his dad
0: I guess it's open to interpretation and maybe that's why it's such a good film
1: Yeah like you're thinking about it after like long after you watch it you're just like what did I just watch because the film has some pretty, I wouldn't say out, outrageous gore scenes, but there is a lot of blood in it. And he does outright murder people, but then it has, it's like made by this guy who wants to incorporate family values into that. So it has a little something for everybody, but it, and it, and it works in its own terms. Um, it, it never really felt unbalanced
2: to me. It kind of feels like a... Uh... You know, like a traditional sort of Christmas story where somebody's trying to bring back, like, real Christmas values, except he's just going about it in the completely wrong way. Yeah,
1: it's like if uh, Bill O'Reilly made this film, you know, because he he wants to incorporate, you know, family values into Christmas, but he's also kind of like this psycho kind of guy. So there might be some people getting chopped up from, you know, you never know. (laughs)
0: At first, he's not donning the Santa gear. He's just creating naughty and nice lists of the kids in his neighborhood or that he interacts with. But then uh, one of his employees at the toy factory lies to him about about not being able to work one day. And then when he sees that employee getting drunk at a bar and making fun of him, that's what makes him go full on Santa. Am I remembering that correctly?
1: Yeah, he's like just really unstable. I think that that was just sort of the the straw that broke the camel's back, you know. Regardless if it, it was involved with Christmas, he was just about to he was about to go psycho.
0: So his compulsions were all Santa Claus related with naughty and nice lists. But it wasn't until this that okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: But the but the the initial confrontation came about when that guy was like, "Yeah, fuck Christmas. Christmas sucks."
0: Is that when he steals his sandwich?
1: Oh, yeah, there was there was some thievery of a
2: sandwich, yeah. <laughs> just right in front of him, yeah. Just grabs it out of his hands.
0: Yeah, I can't understand. Like, I get that this guy is supposed to be annoying, but, like, is anyone ever been, like, that much of a dickhead that they're also like, hey, mind if I have a bite of that sandwich that's in your hand? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's an asshole. I guess that, I mean, yeah, it just all kind of builds this. I mean, and it could be argued that's the only, only intentional murder that's the only one that he really plans out is killing True. that guy the other ones seemed to just happen what about the when he planned out how to put
1: mud all over his face and then uh, <laughs> grab at that. that kid in the bushes
2: that was kind of well planned out yeah. yeah that didn't work out for him but <laughs> fucking psycho
1: yeah what a weird thing to do it was um, so weird but this yeah, movie that's the, the weird trouble. thing to do. Yeah, that's the we- that's the one weird thing in this movie. So, um, I was going to say just real quickly that this movie has just the best characters, but my favorite is um, the boy from the scene where um, Harry is walking on one side of the neighborhood, or one, one side of the street, and the kids are on the other side of the street, and uh, someone asks... Uh, Harry, what he what he wishes for, or something, and then all the kids start saying what they wish for for Christmas, like a new toy truck or something. And one of the kids just yells out, so the whole neighborhood can hear, "I want a new subscription to Penthouse."
2: <laughs> yeah, a lifetime <laughs> subscription, I think. Yeah, that's the kid he goes after because, like, the first scene when he's like writing down good or like the the naughty and nice uh, lists. He uh, is spying on the children in the neighborhood, uh, and Oscar is reading a penthouse.
0: Wait, I think actually his name is Moss. Let me look it up. Moss Garcia! Yeah, because there's Moss Garcia and Moss's mother. Moss is played by Peter Newman, and uh, Moss's mother is played by Patricia Richardson. Uh, You want to know what her probably most famous role is? She was Jill Taylor in Home Improvement. Uh, <laughs> really? Absolutely. In before Home Improvement, she was in the 1980 classic film Christmas Evil.
1: Yeah, you you want this on your resume as an actor? I mean, if you were trying <laughs> to get work in the 1980s, especially the early 1980s, if they saw Christmas Evil, you were employed at that moment.
0: Hey there, have you ever watched a movie or TV show you're certain no one else enjoys? Is there a movie franchise that, despite some lackluster elements, you must consume it in its entirety? Are you tired of folks taking silly media just a little too seriously with their negative reviews? Then you've found the right podcast. Welcome to Bill and Rob's An Excellent Adventure, available wherever you get your podcasts. That's Bill and Rob's An Excellent Adventure, part of the Bridgeburner Podcast Collective. Winner! Christmas party that he goes to, like the toy factory Christmas party, they're talking about how they give money to this, it's not an orphanage, but I believe it's like for kids with special needs. Uh, They get toys, but they don't get every toy because the business can't afford to do that sort of thing uh, and stay afloat. And one of the guys is explaining that to Harry, and then Harry flips out and robs the factory of all the toys to bring to this place. I'm confused at who, like, so the toy factory is supposed to be evil because they can't just give away everything they make?
2: See, this is kind of what I was talking about earlier, where you don't really know. Like, the things that set this guy off are very strange. Like, he didn't even know that they were going to give any presents to this like, yeah. this place at all. And now he's, like, really upset that they can't. He thinks the company's evil because they might not give presents to every kid.
1: Yeah, Harry's insane. <laughs> he does understand that if you oh, nice. charge for the toys, there's not going to be a toy factory next
2: year. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I just need to go back a little bit. Like, I'm still confused at, like, why it took him so long to it don a santa claus outfit when he has volumes and volumes of naughty and nice lists on his yeah. bookshelf
2: i was wondering too like how long has this been going on
0: okay uh let's just go to one more funny scene i thought and maybe you guys i don't know when he tries to actually climb down the chimney of that house
1: Look oh when so he tries okay. to wedge his ass down mm-hmm. that chimney but he can't do it and he just has to give up Yeah, I was I was certain that he was going to like somehow get his stomach over down into the chimney, but then he was just like, you know what? I give up. And there's just a whole. How long does it go on for? It's a long scene.
0: (laughs) It would have been just as much for him to drive up in his van and go. Well, I'm not fitting in there, and then just breaking into the window. Uh,
1: You keep on mentioning the van. It's like so easy to forget, but this this crazy guy that's obsessed with kids is driving around in this like really creepy van uh there's a sleigh
0: painted on the side of it yeah
1: yeah but it's like it's like a painting done by a psycho you know it's not like it doesn't look good you know um and you're just like you're processing this but i don't know like how you guys felt but when i was watching the movie i was like okay this is a little weird but I'm going with it and it just kind of spoon feeds you this weird shit so like halfway through the movie you're just like okay I'm cool with this but if you would have jumped in right at the middle you'd like this is fucking batshit insane
2: it almost it almost seems like a lot more real that way cause like it's like this isn't the way a movie would present this character usually this is like what this is like something that would happen in real life. Like if somebody was that insane, it would it would be like little weird things like that that would set them off. But it seems like it doesn't necessarily make sense in the movie world.
1: It's this is just it's just so bizarre to talk about because it's just a a really weird and bizarre film. Yeah. But I was going to say at Pumpkin Pumpkin Spice Podcast, if we ever come up with an award. You know, like a special award that will give uh, people in the film industry that maybe have been neglected. We should really give an award to the producers of this film for, again, looking at the script, saying,
0: "Okay, we'll make this movie.
1: And they they did it. They fucking made this movie. And it's brilliant. It's great.
0: Well, I'll tell you, you know, we've got a couple more for the holiday season. So I would say at our year end Review episode we give some awards out and we can email these people and, and see if they accept the rewards as well.
1: I would love to talk to the producers of Christmas Evil and just shake their hands and be like, you know what? Uh, congratulations. You know, no one else would have produced this and it turned out pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, I think that awesome. that is a great idea. I'd love if anyone has any contacts to anyone in Hollyweird Uh, Send them our way.
1: Yeah, if anybody knows Lewis Jackson, um, get a hold of us. We'll have a sit down, and um, I'm prepared to make an offer for any of the uh, soldier toys, if they
2: are still available. (laughs) Covered with blood.
0: There's a lot of errors in this movie, but there's one thing that really jumped out at me, and and I just need to get it off my chest guys Harry slept in that creepy Santa van after killing all of those people at the church in the parking lot of a toy, f- the toy factory yeah. so B there's someone on the loose in a Santa costume killing people that the police know about and then there's a giant van outside of a toy company with a Santa sleigh painted on it yeah. and and No one decided to say anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's this movie takes place in New York City, and you would think that like hours within the first murder, they'd be like kicking in that van, that van door, you know, and getting them out of there. Um, I did. Did Christmas Evil and Black Christmas take place in the same town? Because the cops
2: are pretty inept, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, <Shit>. both cases. <laughs> it does. Oh, it's weird, like. Uh, aside from like, a few shots of like skyscrapers, you know, of the you know skyline of New York, it feels way more like it's in a small town. Yeah, it like, does have a like small town vibe, New York or something.
1: There's the scene of him digging the dirt, yeah, to put it in the bag, and the, you can see like uh, the Empire State Building in the background and the and the Twin Towers at the time. Um, So you're like, okay, so this is going to be a movie about New York City, you know, because I'm always kind of interested in where movies take place. But then it goes into like this small town kind of
2: vibe. Yeah, where in New York would (laughs) would this place be?
1: I read, um, I guess, that in 1981 was the most violent year in New York City history. And this movie came out in 1980. So what do you think sparked that off, guys? Obviously, Christmas Mm -hmm. Evil. And, Rob, you're in New York City right now. You're probably still feeling the effects.
0: It's like throwing a boulder into a pond, my friend. Sometimes (laughs) those ripples never end.
2: Wow. Poetic. (laughs) Beautiful.
0: So any uh, final
2: thoughts, guys?
1: Go watch Christmas Evil with your family and just see what happens.
2: (laughs) See uh, at what point everybody just loses their mind. I would say it is a really great one to watch on Christmas
0: Eve, and don't tell anyone you're putting it in. I think that's a a phenomenal idea, Graham.
1: Yeah, just be like, hey, I got a Christmas movie. Let's watch it. It's got Santa Claus and stuff. And just see how long it takes before they start to catch on. (laughs) It's pretty quick, I think make it a the surprise hit of the uh, holiday season but yeah um, I would totally recommend this movie um, I would say be prepared because it's not it's it may be a
2: little bit uh, long in parts
0: but it, but the movies only an hour and a half so it's yeah. not like it's gonna kill your evening
2: it truly is creepy though like I mean the main character like there may not be like a lot of action in this movie but it's made up by just, like, being scared of this creepy Santa guy. I just want to see the the scene where he puts on
1: the beard in the mirror and is, like, tugging on it and laughing yeah. because it won't come off. Um, it's me. If, it's, yeah. If you watch that and, and then put on the mirror scene in Taxi Driver, you know, you're talking to me, uh, you're talking to me. Your head will explode. Those two scenes are just so amazing and put together. Watch out. Your head may explode.
0: Hey, Max, do you have a holiday movie you think we should watch next?
2: I I don't have one. A horror Graham?
0: Movie? Yeah, Graham, do you have one?
1: Well, I always have some Christmas horror films in mind. Um, I don't want to give it away what we're going to be watching, but let's just say this. In 1984, when this movie was released, we're my hometown of Wichita, Kansas, I was just like a little kid, I don't remember this, I just remember what my mom was telling me, that they ran ads for this film uh, with Santa coming down the chimney with an axe, and I guess all the parents in Wichita, Kansas threw such a shit fit that they had all advertisements for the film uh, banned on local networks. And they uh, they eventually ran the movie out of town once it was released there, with torches. <laughs> with torches, exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> Much
0: like in the film we just spoke about.
2: Also, they they got those torches ready fast.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: those guys were, were just were there ready for
1: a mob. Because you know the holiday season can be so stressful, and you know, with family and friends, make a little time for yourself to watch a Christmas horror film. And just relax and have fun. That's all I can say.
0: If you're looking to watch it too, it's free on YouTube.
2: I felt I felt like the quality on the YouTube stream uh, perfectly reflects this movie. It was streamed off of a TV uh, showing.
1: Oh,
0: nice. Okay, guys, this has been a really good one. So, thanks again, Graham, Max, and going uh, to come back next week. Oh, hell yeah! Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure that you rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts.